is going down, fans? This is Mike. Welcome in to another issue 115. Here we are. I am with Mark. This is the Combo Geeks Podcast. Welcome in. We are live on YouTube and Twitch, so come in, give us a chat, give us a question, but share that stream nonetheless. This week, we have a ton to talk about. Another week of big stacks and comic books. We have more DC, Marvel, Image, what have you. A lot of news, and we run down a top 10 spy movie countdown. And over on the sports side, we have a Champions League champion in Chelsea beating Man City. We check in with the NBA and NHL playoffs, and your boys... Mike, Mark, and Sean are in Sonoma in wine country for the Toyota Save Mart 350. So myself, Mike, and Mark are ready. Let's do this, everyone. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Comic Boogies Podcast. Like every week, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today, Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021, is New Comic Book Day. So like we say always, go in there, into the shop, see Alex, and he's going to get you set up with anything you need to start or to continue your comic book addiction. But uh, yeah, like we said before, we are live on YouTube and Twitch, so come in, say hi. Caleb, what's going on? Uh, I saw you earlier on Michael Marutz's live stream. That was pretty fun, uh, the, the new game he was playing. That was pretty dope. Uh, but anyways, Mark, no Sean today. He's got uh, other plans. He does have other plans on this fine Wednesday, first uh, new comic book day of the month. Welcome in, sure. everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Uh, welcome into the live stream if you are joining us there if not you'll be hearing this in a later date but nonetheless uh i'm excited uh sean couldn't be here but we got plenty plenty to talk about a couple of first round playoffs is uh finishing up we had a bunch of books last week uh things are getting crazy and the heat is on because summertime is coming up right around the corner until the summer solstice i believe in 19 20 days here in june and uh yeah, just uh, excited to get the summer cracking. Memorial Day was great. Uh, thank you once again, all of those uh, that have served and whatnot and everything that have done this country good. And thank you very much for the veterans and the ones that are continually serving and keeping us, uh, this country, great for you and I. Yep. So yeah. cheers to that. Cheers to that. Cheers, really. bro. I'm drinking a nice, uh, tall, actually cool, Stone IPA. So get a little. There it is. Yeah, there we go. Um, Stoned IPA. uh, Mr. Uh, Kyle Larson, number five from Hendrick Motorsports, sure made that weekend uh, amazing. But we're going to get into that uh, in the second half of the show. Um, But dude, so how was your Memorial Day? Let's talk about that real quick. What did you do? Good, good, good. Went over to the parents' house and just, uh, you know, did the did did the thing, barbecued, hung Mm -hmm. out. Kids played in a little little kiddie pool and whatnot. Yeah, hot, hot out bro. there you know it was hot um a little bit cooler where i live but yeah it was it was fun man yourself uh good um saturday barbecued pizzas for the first time i got one of those little like stone ovens for christmas so i finally was able to bust it out and use it um sunday was pretty chill i was just at home with the kids playing you know playing outside with the water and stuff and then uh monday just classic hamburgers and hot dogs you know polo sausages just chilling man watching some baseball watching all types of sports, including the race in, in Charlotte. But yeah, couldn't ask for a better um, 
you know, Memorial Day weekend with the family. And, you know, the best part is, is that when you go back to work the next day, there's only four days of work. So not only do you get that three-day weekend, but you're like, oh, the weekend's even closer than when you come in on Monday morning. So that's a good feeling right there. Um, but anyways, let's get into some comic books. Why don't we? Shoot, brother. Oh, nice. That's Caleb uh, Caleb says he went fishing on, on Memorial Day. See, I, I've been fishing like twice in my life. I think I went with Sean once and uh, some other uh, friends we went camping. Um, Where, where's Caleb from? Where's he from? What lake is he going to? West yeah, Coaster, yeah. East Coaster? Let us know. Yeah, where are you uh, fishing there, Caleb? Let us know. But uh, So let me give a rundown of the comic books, of the new comic books of the week. Uh, if you're going to your local comic book store, which you should be uh, supporting anyways, here's what you can grab this week. On the DC side, Batman 109, Justice League 62, Batman Catwoman number 5, Swamp Thing 4, and this new horror book from James Tinian, The Nice House on the Lake number 1. Over on the Marvel side, Amazing Spider-Man 67, Immortal Hulk 47, which I just got news we'll talk about later. That's ending at issue 50 in September. X-Force number 20, Marauders 21, and Savage Avengers 21. Image has a bunch this week. Noctera number 4, Deadly Class 46, Family Tree 12, and the final issue of this story that I've been getting, Bliss number 8, comes out today. Boom Studios, Buffy the Vampire Slayer 26, and a new story, Basilisk number one. Uh, this Bad Idea comics, it's been on the rave. Uh, Tankers number two, Aftershock gives us Out of Body number one, and AWA, I'm picking up this side story from uh, the, uh, what's the story? God dang it. Uh, it's uh, Moths. It's like a side story to the Resistance. Sorry. Uh, but that's uh, a rundown of some of the books. Uh, Caleb says he's he lives in Illinois. So... Over on what, the uh, that's it, uh, that's it, that's Eastern Time Zone, uh, sir. You're, that's after midnight. Holy crap! I, is, isn't that Central? I believe maybe Chicago, Illinois. Chicago's East Coast. Chicago's. I always remember when the when the Sharks played the the Blackhawks. It's like what? They're East Coast. I'm pretty really? sure Illinois is East Coast. If it is, then thank you, sir, for joining us. Nonetheless, even if it was only two hours, it's 11:30. Thank you. Well, Chicago had a NASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational down in the Windy City 110 today in the road course that they kind of designed with the iRacing team and uh, I guess, you know, NASCAR individuals and whatnot. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, So let's get into a little bit of talk. Let's um, I'm excited for the nice house on the hill number or sorry, nice house on the lake number one. I've been hearing James Tiny and all his horror stories. You know, he kind of deals with Alex with his razor blade stories. So I'm pretty excited to actually get into a horror book. I've only read – I had that one shot from I think Aftershock. Um, oh, your central time zone. Okay, cool. I always thought Chicago was East Coast. Okay, cool. So it's so t- central time zone. So he's two hours ahead. Um, but yeah, Nice House on the Lake number one I'm, you know, really excited for and – Noctera. The first three issues are amazing. Uh, I'm I'm really into that one right now. So, what about you? What are you excited for this week, bro? Man, I, I'm actually yeah, I'm excited for that book that you just mentioned, tying in. I'm obviously not mm-hmm. too much into the horror. I think that's why I probably passed on it when it came to my previews to ordering it. Um, I think that uh, what am I gonna say? Sorry. I'm going to go pick it up on Friday, probably get into it. But I think that what caught me was obviously the writer, how good he's doing on Batman right now. And the fact that it's black label. I mean, come on. A lot of these these 12 issue like uh, maxi series black label uh, books have been 
pretty damn good as we're reading one right now, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm excited also for, of course, Batman, you know, um, Batman, Catwoman. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I think, you know, in my opinion, from both of Tom King's offerings, I'd probably like to say that I'm enjoying strange adventures a little bit more than Batman, Catwoman. Um, I know it's a lot later in the stages when it's, uh, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Like, like let Batman Catwoman get to issue 10 and then go ahead and give that, uh, you know, updated opinion. But I agree with you. I agree with you there. Correct. Um, what, yeah, I mean, but James Tynion, but James Tynion with Department of Truth too, he's killing it right now. If anyone should win the Eisner Award for Best Writer of the Year, 2020 going into 2021, it's that man right there. He's doing a really good job. Jeez. Really enjoyable. Um, I think that also the guy writing Detective, I think he's been doing a pretty good job for taking over as well. Uh, was it Tamaki? Um, I'm not sure of his first name. Let me see if I can pull it up. But Tamaki, he's doing didn't a we, great. Didn't we say that Maybe Mariko is. Tamaki is a female? Oh, really? Yeah, so she's doing some great oh, wow. work. Wow, it's a female writing Batman detective right now. Yeah, I've read something. Wow. Before, I've read something else from her in the in the you know more recent past, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I've never heard this person's name before. And I scrolled down on like the League of Comic Geeks, the website, and I'm like, oh, nice. He is not a he; is a she. So she's doing an amazing job. Well, uh, pardon my ignorance, uh, Mrs. Tamaki, uh, for not knowing. But um, yeah. is that what our country of origin, or is it, or we got a Japanese writer? Um, you know what? From or her is Ameri- picture, American. From her picture, like a... she looks like she could be half. Yeah. Like okay. Mariko Tamaki is definitely a Japanese name, but maybe right. it's you know like maybe the father's Japanese and maybe the mother's white. Japanese or something. American, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Something like Carl Larson. Yeah, exactly. Dude, <laughs> all the references today for Kyle Larson, episode 115. Sorry, go- sorry. <laughs> for those of but you not- live, Mark had to talk me out of, or talk, talk me into taking out this picture of Larson's number five. It was freaking sweet, just riding the, oh, just riding the inside lane at Charlotte, just dominating. You know, oh, let's see if he on. does it this week from the poll. But anyways, um, what I liked from last week, I'm gonna like give kind of a rundown, and then I'm gonna get into the one like my favorite story of the week. Um. Yeah, Alien number three was pretty good. Um, it's a good continuation. I, I guess me and Sean can talk about that next week. Department of Truth is just takes you for a wild ride. It's one of those stories where you're like, what? Like, like what am I reading here? And then it all comes together and it all makes sense at the very end. And like, whoa, just total mind blow. Uh, action comics, I'm really liking the direction that it's going. Uh, it definitely has some setup. You would call it maybe a slow issue, but it's it's like like, like a, a slow burn. But I'm really liking the direction that Bendis is going with this casual fling. Bendis, not Bendis yeah. anymore. Oh, not uh, Bendis anymore. I'm sorry. It's a uh, Johnson. Philip. Oh uh, no. Yeah. Philip. Yeah. Philip Kennedy Johnson, Johnson, the same guy who's writing Alien. So he's writing Superman, Action, and Alien. But Jason Starr and Casual Fling, a really good ending to it. We can actually get into that if you'd like. Uh, Star Girl, that Spring Break special, was a pretty good story. Um, I'm not gonna sure if I'm gonna pick it up when it goes when it starts into Star Girl when she gets her own series. Um, but man, my favorite issue of the week: Strange Adventures number ten. I hate to have to go backwards. Can't figure this freaking thing out. Um, but yeah, no, Tom King, Mick Gerards, and Evan Shaner. What an amazing story this is turning into. And just everything, the setup, you know, just a volley back and forth, this volley back and forth, and that just an investigation, this, and, you know, it's like, oh my God, the daughter died. And then you have everything 
that Mr. Terrific found out and put into all in one letter. I, I just love the format of the issue, just how it's the whole issue is just a letter to him, or I mean to the to to Alana to the wife, and then at the very end finds out that he had struck a deal with the Pikes. They were going to lose the war on Ron, but they were going to win the war on Earth. He was going to give them Earth because he kept saying like how the, like how did he defeat Batman? The greatest detective in the world. How did he do that? Like it doesn't does it just it just doesn't happen. So obviously he was giving them inside information, messing with this, messing with that to make sure that they took over um, Earth. And who knows what's going to happen in issue eleven and twelve? But Tom King is doing it again for me with this miniseries. Yeah, they made a deal with the devil, didn't he, Mister uh, Mister Strange? Ad, did Mister Adam Strange? But it's like why, you know? Because and, and then you fake your daughter's death. So that way people con- kind of concentrate on like, oh, my God, the Pikes killed a daughter. Yes, let's kill them or whatever. And then the Pikes gave him permission to, like, kill some of the soldiers mm-hmm. to make it seem just to make it believable. It was crazy. And then he wanted to be interviewed. Remember, like, why would yeah. he want to? Be- yeah. Like to take their attention off this thing on what he didn't do. But then your attention is now away from what he did do. Do you think that? He should have that this could have been built up in earlier, maybe last issue, because now I feel like he's got two issues to kind of mm-hmm. like round it out. We're going to get issue 12, obviously. I think it's going to be, you know, August, so so July and then August. Oh, no, no. It's going to be this month and then July. So two more. I wish that knowing what we know now from the story, I wish that we would have got maybe like three to four more and they could have been built up a little bit more, but Hey, what do I know? Uh, I'm not going to tell Mr. King how to be writing damn books. That's for damn sure. Yeah. The, Mr. <laughs> the Eisner award winner is going to tell you to shut the hell up and just, you know, pay the five ninety nine a week or a month and just read, you know, definitely for all the gamers out there. If you're a gamer listening on a uh, Twitch, if that also, um, the Fortnite came out today. Which one is this? It's the fourth one. I'm actually mm-hmm. not even reading them because I'm keeping them kind of uh, deciding what I'm going to do with them. I got all four of them here so far. So, yeah, but for the gamers, I know I got a couple buddies that are really into it. I get them their issues for them as well. And um, I guess it's a pretty, pretty big book. Some issues, for, I guess, for what they're giving out um, at the end, a little code or whatnot. I think it was three that was really hard to get, if I'm not mistaken. That's what Alex was saying. But, yeah, kind of a short pull for me this week. Um, Like I said, um, Nuclear Family, I read that. That's pretty good. Kind of slower. Hopefully it's going to be only about a six-issue series. Um, The good – not the good Asian, sorry, the other one. (laughs) You keep keep going back and forth. Yeah, but made in Korea, guys, it was really, really good, in my opinion, probably other than like the DC offerings that I got last week. I would say by Jeremy Holt, this one right here, Image Comics, made in Korea, guys. Pretty damn crazy. The story um, kind of got this like computer software dude in Korea. Supposedly, he cracks a code to we don't even really know what it is yet. And he does it while at work. A bunch, he goes out drinking with some buddies, and they he that kind of tells a dude that he cracked the code, and the guy's like, "Oh well, you did it at work. Now they're gonna want like you to give it up to them." And he's like trying to keep it to themselves. I don't know. It's weird. It's like he's working at a place that has these like little robots, kind of as you can tell in the front, you know, mm-hmm. on the front page. 
And there's kind of like people order them and they call them like proxies, but they're kind of like kids. So they're like you're like adopting like this kid that's supposed to be like a robotic kid pretty much. And then he mm. ships he sh- like this couple. They can't get pregnant. Um, They're getting older. The dude wants to have a kid. The wife can't. She like talks the husband into ordering one of these like dolls, proxies, if you will, and because they go to a neighbor's house or a friend's house and they have one. And it's just kind of like weird. You're like, cause you know, you already got all them damn dolls that they got over there. That freaking those robots that know what you like when you come home, probably unzip your damn pants or whatever you want them to do, you know? And then it's like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, them damn sex dolls, how real they look. I act like Mm -hmm. you don't know, buddy. But I mean, (laughs) this is kind of, I'm like, this, I'm like, this is like kind of the same thing, but it's like, you're ordering like a kid instead of like a sex doll or something, but it's kind of weird. So yeah, they order it. And then like the first issue pretty much ends, like the kid comes out of the box and it's like, you're, they kind of leave you wondering whether it's real or not. Like if it's like a real kid, because it's like the daughter is doing like, real kid stuff not really moving like a robot so that's what we're gonna get hopefully next issue figure out what the code that he's trying to crack is and figure out what the hell these like kids are that they're shipping out it's pretty pretty damn interesting bro it's like a different type of story obviously an indie uh an indie offering from image and you know how we are on this podcast about getting into all these but i actually really really enjoyed it man i'd say it was probably like my third favorite book out of a stack of 10 last week Mm. So let's get into one of your other favorites. I know what it is. Um, let's talk Detective Comics, 1036. So how are you with, like, the whole zombie thing and then figuring out that it was, you know, Lady Clayface? I thought it was a good issue. I thought it was, you know, that Huntress is kind of teaming up with Batman. He's investigating her because she heard over the you know over the airwaves that it was Bruce Wayne, kind of heard Bruce Wayne's name. So she finally sees one of the underground Batcaves and... And they figure out – and there's multiple deaths. It's like here's a, a week goes by. Here another woman is killed. And then three days later, another woman's killed. And then here's another one. Here's another one. And finally, Huntress gets involved because one of her close friends is one of the ladies who dies. And if you've read 1035 from last week, at the very end, it looks like a freaking zombie, like one of the um, – Sarah, right? Is, is, was that her name? Sarah, yes. Yeah. And so – but it, but the, it's starting to talk like help me help me and it looks like Clayface so you figure it's like Lady Clayface so finally that's who it is they bring her down and they just really can't figure out what it is and then it's one of those things you have to read that Infinite Frontier number zero that initial story that the Joker in the Joker series that's what he's running from is he unleashed a, like a poison like a like a Joker toxic gas bomb all throughout arkham killing numerous villains and then all of a sudden i think it kind of changed the the way that lady clayface kind of formed so she can't really form into anybody and so she's going through the sewers and she sees all these dead bodies and that she's kind of forming to them you know what i'm saying so it's it's really weird um how they're connecting it as well too and then of course at the very end um someone finds another one of his neighbors uh lying dead there lydia Lydia, the girl Lydia. who kind of sees Sarah yeah. in the uh, in the beginning part. But what'd you think about it? Uh, I thought it was great, man. They also got the other guy in the alleyway that tries to um, that tries to stab. What is it? Uh, Penguin's henchmen or Penguin's uh, dudes? Remember? Yeah, and then and, the, then and then all their eyes are like, weird. yeah. 
And then they're doing that. And then they're getting down to the friend that was actually connected with Nakano because Nakano, that was like his uh, helper or his assistant, his, right? His assistant, yeah. Which was very good friends with the Sarah Watton or Walton, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember. I forgot her. But yeah, dude, it's uh, – and then they find him dead, right? They try yep. showing up to him to get some answers. He dies like on arrival on, on uh, BO, uh, DOA on Batman's arrival. But um, yeah, dude, I think it's – I. I think that they, when the Infinite Frontier first started uh, a couple issues back, I thought that they were going to kind of keep what Batman, what Harley, what Joker, what, you know, Detective. I thought they were going to kind of mash them more together. And obviously, they're still going to intertwine. But I thought it was going to be a little bit, like, closer, uh, like, you know what I mean. Like, I just thought it was going to be, they were going to intertwine and be, like, a little bit more connected, you know. And they're kind of... uh going their own ways in my opinion but uh i like it i do like it i just thought it was gonna be kind of more like yeah we get um we get like oh the um the joker war and you know we keep on getting like yeah uh, we keep they keep on talking about what's it called um going back to the um arkham with the gas and all that we get a lot of that and all these on all these like issues and stories and whatnot but that's kind of like not they're not tying them all together too much, but yeah. I mean I, I do like it. I think yeah. this sometimes I feel Batman might have a better issue that week than sometimes I or that month, and then I feel sometimes that it's the other way around. Detective might be a better issue that month or something, or the Joker might be Joker's issues have been great lately too, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I'm Sarah? enjoying I'm enjoying all of it. With of course the Flash probably being my least favorite. Yeah. What <laughs> about the, got, but what about Sarah's dad? Like the quote unquote mob boss, like the king of Gotham construction and whatnot. He, he's oh, saying you yeah. better find her killer or heads are going to start rolling. So it's kind of, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the dynamic between him and Nakano is going to turn into. So definitely is. It definitely yeah. Is. So, I mean, if I'm done with comic books, if you're done, I think we can move on to some news if if, if, if that's it. But um, again, go out to your local comic book store. It's um, my second favorite thing to do of the week besides go home from work. <laughs> you know, like, I enjoy, I don't enjoy the, um, the commute obviously, but the commute, it's a little bit easier on Wednesdays when I have a fat stack of books to come home to. So you know, let me so. get, let, let me actually give the flash a little bit of love because um, if you guys have heard like with all the stuff going on with the Pentagon and all this kind of releasing these footages of like naval carriers and fighter yeah. jets and pilots kind of like seeing these um, UAPs or whatever they call them. And they're kind of like being propelled underwater and all this crap. And it's like, I, I watched some video and it's like kind of talking about like these parallel dimensions and all this like <laughs> different, like, Oh, we're in a 3d world, but could, what it could be like a 4d or like a 5d type of like dimension. And, time traveling crap and i'm like what i'm like so it heck it reminded me of actually like watching i mean the watching but i sorry reading it really reminded me of like reading a lot of these damn like flash um issues where i'm kind of like kind of hating on it in a way but then it's like when i see like this real life kind of stuff and it like takes me back to the flash i'm like oh, okay maybe i gotta start giving the flash a little bit more i gotta maybe start opening my mind up a little bit more to how flash is written and how his character and whatnot is maybe i'm just being too uh critical um you know because uh, i would agree with the, you sir 
there's something that tickles everyone's fancy. And obviously the flashes and all that time traveling type stuff isn't really mine. But I guess when it happens in real life, it's uh, pretty uh, amazing. So, yeah, for sure. Kind of like you, you a-hole. Mr. <laughs> I don't I don't care about watching SpaceX take man to like the space the International Space Station, but I'll watch like the sci-fi movies all damn day. But you don't like it when yeah. it's like the real damn thing? Come on, Mike. Yeah. Uh, I, I think mean, it is I think it is interesting. I think it was just one of those things where I, I at that you know, that specific day I didn't have time to watch it. You I mean, know, I but just, like, like the damn automated, the capsule, like they just sit in there. The thing just like flies itself. This crap's like all automated. It's just like they, the the damn rocket lands back down on Earth like crap you would only see out of the movies or only dream of. And now it's like happening. You're watching That's these like, rockets land ass first on these damn plates in the ocean. I'm like, this shit is crazy, dude. That's you true. Know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of uh, news for comic book or entertainment-wise. First of all, Matt Bedwell, thank you so much for joining in the chat. Uh, He gives us a little, like, celebration emoji, so thank you, Matt, for joining in. Um, So here we go. So here's a couple quick hitters. Jupiter's Legacy, the Mark Miller comic book that's been kind of – that's been made into a Netflix series. Unfortunately, I just read about three hours ago that it has been canceled. So after one season, same thing with Deadly Class. Sci-Fi canceled it after one season. I actually hope that they actually pick that one back up because I'm interested to see them go after season one. Um, Al Ewing and Donny Cates are actually trading places come the fall. Donny Cates is currently writing Venom, and Al Ewing is currently writing Immortal Hulk. So Immortal Hulk is going to end at issue 50 in September, and then I think sometime in the fall he's going to pick up Venom story, and then Donny Cates is going to pick up Hulk. His series starts in November, and it's going to be strictly called Hulk. So it's one of those things where I kind of wanted to get into it just for a, like a minute or two. Like for me, being an Immortal Hulk fan, or like if I was a if I was an Immortal Hulk reader, I'd be kind of pissed off. You know, it's like you go all that time, like you better end it well because then you're going to just kind of reboot it all. You know what I'm saying? Like if I was on Black Panther this whole time, and I'm about to pull Black Panther number one in a few months. I'd be kind of pissed off, but me, you, and Sean not being um, an Immortal Hulk reader, I'm kind of excited come November. If it's a brand new story coming out, I will probably pull Hulk number one at least. It's kind of you know back and forth. If I was a current reader, I'd be kind of pissed off that they're oh god here goes Marvel again rebooting stuff. But if I was a if I wasn't a reader of the current story, then I'm kind of excited because yes, now I can jump into a continuing story of Hulk or Venom or what have you. I, something just kind of came to my mind right now. I want to ask you, maybe even ask the listeners out there, drop mm-hmm. us a comment. If you're live, let us know on anything else. If you're not, write us an email at the comic bookies or comic book at, the, <laughs> com- at, at, at the comic bookies at Gmail. Um, but yet how much, because you mentioned, obviously you're thinking of getting that immortal Hulk, right? And we're kind of, we'll get back into some news real quick, but you're talking about that immortal Hulk that you'll probably check it out because it's Donnie Gates. Is that what yeah, you're well, saying? Because, um, of the, because of the writer? Not uh, kind of, but not really. Like I've, I've never, because I've never read never anything been, Hulk. You've never been subscribed to Hulk. I was just gonna say that. So, so it's but something the, that's, yeah. Because of the writer. So it's like okay, I can get in on a Hulk, and it makes me even more excited about it because it because is Donny Cates, an up and coming writer. So if it was Joe Blow writing that that Hulk story, I probably would have at least pulled issue number one. 
like the Black Panther one, I saw Black Panther number one, and I didn't even see the uh, the author, colorist, penciler, letterer, whatever, and I knew I was going to pull at least number one because I've never got any, anything Black Panther Black Panther centric. So same thing with Hulk. Once that story comes out, I'm going to get number one. I'm like, oh, Donnie Cates, that's going to be pretty good then. Exactly. Now ask yourself another question that I actually got two questions now to ask again. So that turned into three. Ask yourself that question. If you're a CEO, if you're one of these editors, if you're someone working for Marvel, wouldn't – and you know if it's not selling and you can get a name like that on a big character like that, don't you think it's a smart business decision? So you mentioned like cutting it at like 50 books and just revamping it all. But sometimes it's like sometimes you just got to throw the kitchen sink at something and start it over, right? My second My second question to you and to the fans out there, which is a question I really want to know, let us know, um, how much does – the art in these books actually go towards your decision making in purchasing them and choosing a story and continuing to your stories. Let me know, Mike, especially you fans all over. Let me know how many how much does the art in these books go towards your 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 choosing of these books, man, because yeah. I, I mean, I'll say I'll start it off, give you guys some time to think I'll say. Personally, I think it kind of does um, make a – I mean not a huge deal. It's not always a deal breaker, but I would say that the art in some of these books – and art is in the eye of the beholder, right? You might like some art that I don't like. I mean you like kind of like the um, – what was it? The black of heart type of art. I mean it's cool sometimes, kind of like the uh, good Asian, that noir dark type of art. Um, that's decent, but you know – I think that it uh, let's I'd say it probably comes in for my like 25, 30, 35 percent the art, you know, if if I'm going to really pick up on a new story or continue it. I think art is kind of big for me, in my opinion. Let us know. What's your opinion, Mike? Um, I think if putting it into percentage wise, like starting a story, it's not as much, but like continuing it. Yeah, it has, it has a way bigger deal, you know, um, anything like Jorge Jimenez. You know, David Marquez, a lot of these different artists, Mitch Gerard's like it's going to be now that I've been reading since summer 16, you know, I've been reading for almost five years, pretty much over five years now. I've been reading comic books. I've gotten to know names and styles of art. It's definitely a bigger decision now percentage wise than it was in 2016. It was more based off of the character. Now it's like when I hear that James Tynion is coming out with a 12-issue black label horror story from DC. It's like, boom, I don't even have I don't even care who the artist is. I'm going to pull this, you know. Or but if it's an but if it was going to be an ongoing story, then it would kind of sway my decision to keep it a little more. But like these 6-issue mini series, um it's more of who the character is and who the writer is on the mini series. An ongoing series, art, color, pencils, letters it has a bigger decision in ongoing and i'm actually so glad that you took me there because i was just gonna mention this my miles morales my beloved miles morales spider-man currently on issue 26 offering by salad saladin ahmed i believe is the writer yeah, that's over two years now so let me ask this is one thing i want to say about this book although i am continuing to pull it i do continue to love you know my my whole spider-man stuff and whatnot but what I want to say is when you kind of mix in that subpar 
when you mix in that subpar art, in my opinion, you know, kind of, and then you kind of mix in with a story that's kind of more elementary, you know, if you will, because you you read Miles Morales Spider Man, and I'm not to knock on Ahmed or nothing because obviously I mentioned it to you guys before. I like the way he writes it. I like like that little urbanish like Brooklyn feel that you got that he gives, you know, with Spider Man the way he writes it. But a lot of times it's just like it's like a real easy read, you know. We just finished talking about Strange Adventures, and it's kind of like how they take you there back and forth, and like the narration and the story through the letter, and it's like. A book like Spider-Man, it's just so much more straight up, you know, it's it's just uh, it doesn't really take like make you really like you kind of just like read it and just like, OK, like, you know, next like you read it. But it's just like when I read like a strange adventures, I'm like after I read it, I'm like texting you like, oh, damn, damn. And this and, you know, like it gives us it's just a little bit different. So it's I just think, uh, I think because it's a superhero genre in DC and Marvel you're going to get more of the straightforward ones. Like like how many times have me and Sean said like the strange Academy, it kind of s- feels like a kid book. Yeah. Thor, I read it in what? less than four minutes. You know what I'm saying? Very straightforward. You don't get depth until you get to undiscovered country department of truth, black of heart. Um, you know, uh, the suburban job, you know, like, like dead end kids. I don't feel any depth of story for the most part. With a lot of these DC and Marvel books, because it's superheroes. It's superheroes. How do you not get depth, dude? We're getting so much depth right now in the DC stories. What are you talking about? We got try, try to figure this out. This it's like it's making you like think in these stories. It's kind of like you don't it's read Spider Man, but it's kind of it's almost like a one shot every time I read it. Almost it's like a little bit of continuation, but it's like okay, like uh, Miles meets up with like his school kids his friends and then here comes green goblin and then they fight him off and then he like goes home and like sees his baby sister and then okay next episode or next issue you know it's just it's kind of like you're not well you're probably making you think of what's going to happen next who could this person be or could where could this person be it's it's just kind of like real elementary reading in a way you know you're 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 right on that like i would say like that star girl one shot was more of like a kind of elementary but you are right there's more depth to the action detective and like strange adventures i probably will continue that by saying there's probably a reason why there's no more cyborg no more aquaman no more green arrow story basically not only because the characters aren't as popular as superman and batman and and wonder woman but because there was no depth you know yeah, I mean, I and, and for being like Marvel books, kind of like a grief I have with Marvel books, I kind of want to hold them to a higher standard. Um, you mentioned that the smaller publishers, but that's something that I would actually, I mean, I would actually expect less depth from smaller publishers, especially from these books that are only going to be like five to six issues. I mean, I had... I had the AWA story Red Border, which is a four issue mini series. And in four issues, I felt like I get more depth than I do in like four straight issues of this Miles Morales, you know. So yeah. sorry to kind of go off on a tangent oh, there, good. but it's just uh, something that I kind of wanted to get at. Just, uh, you know, what 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 really gets you guys to get on a new story or continue the story? Art, dialogue, you know, let us know. Um, yeah. If you have any more news, though. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I got hard. two more. I got two more pieces. Um, actually, one was that uh sp- that spy movie poll, but the other one is uh, today HBO Max launches its cheaper ad supported uh plan uh, at ten dollars a month. 
So not like I think of the $15.99 or $16.99 a month, but starting today, you can pay just $10 a month for HBO Max, but you're going to get ads. You know, like if you watch an episode of Titans or if you're going to watch Wonder Woman 84 or whatnot, you can pay six less dollars, but you're going to have to put up with the ads. So you're, it's like the Pandora thing or Spotify. You know, you're going to get the ads. If you, and if you don't care about that, then save six dollars a month. Are you willing to do that? Um, six bucks. No. I'll I'll keep it this at the sixteen. Like like I was saying yesterday or last week with the Disney Plus, I'll me and my wife will go to Starbucks one less time a month, <laughs> and there there's like and there it is, you know. There like my is. black coffee is only like two fifty, but her drink is like over five dollars. So that you know both of our coffees combined, that's more than six bucks. So there you go. Uh, but here's the big piece of uh, kind of entertainment thing I wanted to talk about. I saw a recent article. I think it was either today or yesterday. Um, but someone wrote an article and they had the top ten spy films of all time, and it had to be according to them, you know. And this person had to be had to have been some kind of a film snob, you know, who they've watched so many movies, like snob meaning like they've watched so many movies and they kind of have a better opinion than me. But I'll run down their list. And then I want to give you, you know, I want you to give me like a couple movies that they missed. So I'm going to, I'm going to forewarn you and the, and the listeners, please let me know if I'm being an idiot, but I like six or seven out of these. I don't even know what the hell it is. Number 10 from 1984 top secret. I think Val, I think I saw Val Kilmer was in it. I don't know. Uh, nine. I know this is a popular movie, but I haven't seen it. North by Northwest from 1959. I think that's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Um, number eight, Arnold Schwarzenegger and True Lies from 1994. Number seven, the OG Mission Impossible from 1996. Number six, one of our faves from Russia with Love from 1963, Sean Connery. Uh, number five, Lust Caution from 2007. I think it was like a like a Chinese or a Japanese uh, film or Korean. It, it, it was an, uh, um, an Asian film. Uh, number four, The Lives of Others, 2006. Number three was Munich. I love that movie. Eric Bana, uh, a.k.a. the OG Hulk from 2005. I love that movie. Uh, number two, The Conformist from 1970. No idea. And number one, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, 1965. So please – I think that they missed a couple of Bond movies, uh, The Bournes. I loved Ocean's Eleven, you know, the George Clooney, Brad Pitt. I, I loved all those. Like, please give me some of those spy films that they forgot. So, because obviously this guy is like, hmm, this one from 1959 is way better than you know the one well, that. Who's just, the guy? I forget. It's just some guy. I think it's some guy who works for IGN. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting and something that we could talk about. But like, what did they miss? You know? I mean, uh, hello, come on. Go- Goldeneye. <laughs> How are they going to miss the international man of mystery also, baby? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but I mean, uh, what, what were they basing it off of? More like the serious type spy you know, or, you know. You know what? I think like they said like number 10 and they said number 10. And then they showed all these different movies that kind of fell into the same genre. And they go, well, and the number 10 is Top Secret or it was a certain specific type of spy film. I don't know. I just thought that they missed they missed the ball in so many other films, you know. But I mean, did they miss the ball, or it's just because well, they don't or, like the ones who Or they're who correct, like. <laughs> or they're correct, and I'm like the moron who's only seen like a dozen spy films, you know. I don't know. I mean, how would we even? I mean, it's just like the art and the damn books I was just talking about, right? I mean, yeah. everyone's gonna have favorites, I guess, but um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know how you can leave out some of these Bond ones, Golden Eye, especially with the whole backing they had with the whole um, <laughs> with the video game and everything, the whole following and Brosnan. But yeah, an Ocean's Eleven was great. Uh, um, did, you, did you see Twelve and Thirteen too? Those were good ones. I think too. I saw Twelve. I don't think I saw Thirteen. Um, Thir- thirteen is when they uh, they rob what Al Pacino at the casino. Yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they steal from him. But I don't know. I just thought that was pretty interesting. Mission, so Mission Impossible was pretty good. I remember watching that one when I was younger. I don't think yeah. I enjoyed it as much when I was younger. Um, but now I think it's a lot better. Uh, what else? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some of those um, Scorsese's. They're not really spy though. They're just kind of more like mobster type, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that, that's a whole nother list, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's true. Couple, I mean, I'm pretty sure. What else? Uh, I'm here listening here. Enemy of the State is here. Oh, the there you go. Will Smith and 98. What, what, um, That's right. That was one of the ones that they showed a really like short clip of was Enemy of the State. You know? Uh, what about, what was the other one, too? Um, what about was the that U.S. US Marshals? That, yeah, is that, that kind of spyish? I mean, is that, that Tommy pretty, Lee Jones? That's Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. What that about was, um, Denzel, the Manchurian Candidate? That was really good too. How did they miss that one? Which one? Uh, the Manchur the Manchurian Candidate. It's kind of one of those things where um, the Manchurian Candidate. It's kind of based off of um, so a lot of these soldiers that they would kind of do experiments on, right? And they would rewire their brain. So then, and then they would go ahead and put them out into the world, right? So then when you hear a specific sound or you hear a specific word, kind of like the Winter Soldier, then you just click, and then all of a sudden I have to go kill the president. It's one of those things where he was like, yeah. And so that, that, that was him. So that was that was a really good movie too. Uh, but anyways, we're going off onto a tangent, but uh, that's, that's it from the comic book side. So we're going to take a short break, go to the bathroom real quick or do whatever the hell. But we're going to be right back with a little bit of sports. This has been the Comic Boogies podcast, of course, brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Stay tuned, folks. See you in a few. Hey, everybody, this is Jason Douglas coming at you on the Comic Bookies. I'm here to tell you about my one-shot graphic novel, 64 pages from SourcePoint Press called Parallel. It's all about second chances. It's all about dreams deferred. Landon, pushing 30 years old, is experiencing his quarter-life crisis. The decisions he made early in his life, in his 20s to abandon his music career, have resulted in a midlife kind of stagnation and depression and self-doubt and even a loveless marriage. But check it out. When the voices start and the visions appear, Landon fears for his sanity, but is nevertheless tempted and awoken to a very unique and dark possibility. A parallel version of himself is offering a chance at redemption. To change it all. His fate was sealed, but now his destiny awaits. What price would you be willing to pay for a second chance? You can get this book, all 64 pages at it, from SourcePointPress.com, paper copies and digital copies. And if you want to take that extra step and support indie creator and indie comics and indie publishing and small press you can also go over to the Ringo Awards at their website and vote for me for best new talent and best graphic novel thanks a lot guys and welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the comic bookies podcast your number one podcast for colliding the worlds of sports and comics so we sports I'm, I'm sorry the comics are now done onto the sports so Mark we got a couple of things to talk about including Action. 
Actually, before, 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 before we get into sports, real, 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 real quick, I just wanted to give credit where credit is due because we didn't mention it and it was pretty big on the entertainment side. Cruella, mm-hmm. Emma Stone. I didn't yeah. watch it. I don't know if you did. I see here that Not it yet. was 39 percent behind Mulan and households on Disney Plus on the first weekend. That's obviously because it's uh, things are opening back up. People are actually getting back in the movie theaters. Mike. Worldwide, it did 37 million in the box office, domestic 21 million, internationally 16 million. So, um, shout out to Cruella. I heard from a couple people that they were, I've heard some people were going to go watch it. I've been reading reports that it was pretty good. If you have any thoughts on it, that's just what I wanted to say. Uh, uh yeah, I know my mom and my sister went to watch it at a theater. So, you know, so, so they were one of the, you know, 30 something million or, or 20 something million domestically that would, that went and watched it. But, um, but yeah, I, I plan on watching it soon. Uh, I definitely probably not a theater. So if I get, if we're going to watch it, we're going to pay the 30 bucks, but I think I'm holding out, uh, like I said, a couple weeks ago for black widow, uh, definitely going to go see that in the theaters. And one more sure. thing, we don't ever do any beer reviews here on this podcast. I don't know. Yeah, if what, yeah, yeah. What do you have, bro? I was it's not in the bottle, but I was just going to say this. It's been pretty hard to find. I've been finding it over here on the east side of, or the East Bay side of the San Francisco Bay Area over there, more on the peninsula on the West Bay. I've been looking for it. Can't find it. Um, it's by Modelo and it's called Reserva, Modelo Reserva, people. So mm-hmm. it's aged in barrels from tequila, uh, tequila barrels. They oh, age nice. it. So mm. when you drink it. As you can see live, um, when you drink it, you actually get like a little aftertaste of like that wooden barrel. Like it, it's pr- it's a pretty crazy beer. I, I enjoy it. It's about five yeah. percent. It's I think it's it's fairly new. Like I said, I can't find it in many places. But fans, if you enjoy a good cold one, if you enjoy a lighter, it's a, if you if you guys know anything about Modelo, it's kind of between it's like in the middle of a Modelo Negra and an, a classic Especial. Especial. You can see it's like it's not as light as an Especial. It's not as dark as a Negra. It's kind of in the middle. That's true. So, uh, OK. If you find it, Mike, out there, bro, I'm telling you, get a six pack and try it a little bit stronger okay. than Especials also. We'll do. I do like how like Guinness does it. They do it in the uh, Jameson caskets. Uh, they have the, they have those like special ones too. But uh, if we're give, if we're in the mood for giving reviews, my IPA from Stone, it's very good for the taste buds. It's not very good for the gut. Yeah. Definitely. When no you have these, uh, the very hoppy beer uh, at a six point nine percent, it'll give you some of those feels. But anyways, and if, let's... And, and if you're going for a lighter beer, my buddy, uh, shout out if you're listening. But I kind of get got to give kind of a, you know, a, a four and a half stars, four stars on this beer. He told me to go with the Corona Premier if I was looking for less carbs, about 90 calories and two okay, point yeah, whatever the one. hell carbs. But geez, I mean, I know they got Corona, Corona Light, and then they got that Corona uh, uh, Premier. But uh, I might just have to go with at least a light last next time. I mean, it's just the body, yeah. the flavor. It's just uh, I almost rather just have a damn white claw. But uh, nonetheless, fans, I figured since we're getting into sports, we could talk about a couple brewskis before. But get into oh, it, yeah. Mike. Let's hit it, baby. Um. Well, let's just do the Champions League. It's two teams that I never want to see win. I was hoping that, <laughs> that they tied. I was hoping that, that something would happen. They go, oh, we have to stop the game. Sorry, sorry. But Chelsea defeats Man City to win the Champions League, their second uh, Champions League. 
Christian Pulisic, he becomes the first uh, American to start and win a Champions League final. And, so, and, and I was about to say, and almost about the damn score. Jeez, he, I know, almost, he I know. almost netted one, too. I would have loved to see that. but Yeah, I saw the highlights, but congrats to him. Not a Chelsea fan, not a Man City fan coming from a Liverpool and Man U fan. But um, but nonetheless, it's pretty cool to see that the, the, the league that I've been paying attention to most since like 2015, since I became like a hardcore soccer fan, Fan, um represented both teams in the finals the EPL so congrats to them well yes that, that also cool. happened two years ago when uh, you know that's right they beat Tottenham I'm sorry Danielle but uh yeah it happened <laughs> about two years and on almost many uh two times in almost as many years but yeah again an all true. English final Man City uh, cannot – they finally get past the quarterfinals, I guess, and they can't win the damn championship. I thought that Chelsea – I also, I almost could have thought that Chelsea already had to, but I guess they just had that one with Mourinho, right, in like 2000 <laughs> and – I forgot, 12, I think, or something like that. But, yeah. man, shout out to Chelsea. I was kind of – I mean, like I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I don't really care too much for either of them. Um I, I, there's a Portuguese player, Bernardo Silva, um, and that I like on Man City. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was happy to see the American, you know, be able to lift the trophy. That, that that was pretty cool, the first time ever, you know. So a lot of yeah. shakeup in the soccer world. But yeah, uh, once again, I think probably the Premier League starts in like two months or something. The damn soccer seasons around in Europe just get going. Um, Zinedine Zidane left uh, Real Madrid. That's true. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we got um, – it was another team finally. Well, Mourinho's team. gone too. Mourinho's gone. It was another – who won um, – who the hell won the, 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 the league? Mm, not league. Mm, the, um, the, the, that next? The Italian league. Who won, It uh, wasn't Juventus for like the first time in like the eight, nine years. Who was it? It was uh, Inter Milan, right? Inter Milan, yeah. Yes, with your boy over there, Mr. Uh, Lu, uh, Lukaku. Oh, Lukaku. Oh, yeah, my God. Man, what a career change for him, man. Heading over – I mean, I guess – I, I I think that's what Pogba wants. Pogba's hoping that he can like, you know, obviously the cards haven't dealt right for him, obviously, in Manchester. Yeah. And I think that Pogba would probably be looking for the same type of deal that Lukaku got to be able to transfer on and kind of win, you know, have, have a pretty good career, Lukaku. I mean, we were kind of thinking like, man, he's a good player for Manchester, you know, but he went on and look at him raising the, the championship trophy in Italia. That's true. That's true. Um, all right, cool. Let's hit a little bit of playoffs. So the NBA, let's give a little check-in, a little update from last week. Um, some big things to report. I believe that the uh, live, the Clippers have lost game five. So they're now, what, three games to two. They're down uh, by the Dallas Mavericks. So in a couple of days, they're going to play. Oh, they actually brought it back 105-100. They were down like 91-77, but the Clippers – Come back, but they don't come back enough. Surprisingly, what about, what's that? I mean, Luca's a fun kid to watch, man. Oh, I, I'm I'm loving him play. Yeah, he, he him and you mentioned him in pre-production. Trey Young. I mean, we're getting like we're getting some little youngsters out there that that are fun to watch out there right now, man. So yeah, Trey Young gives uh Knicks fans some like Reggie Miller flashback nightmares oh, as Spike the Hawks. Lee left early. Spike yeah. Lee, I heard, was like just like LeBron early. left with like five. 43 in the game the other night. Yeah, that's 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 a real goat right there. Um, but the Hawks beat the Knicks four games to one. Same with the 76ers. They defeat Washington Wizards four games to one. 
also four games to one. Yeah, the first rounds is trash in the NBA. Mm-hmm. The Jazz beat the Grizzlies four games to one. So how many series are actually going past six games? Two? Uh, that's right. Dallas and L.A. And then we got Denver. And, oh, you said past six? So or, two or, or seven sorry, so, sorry, so past five. So we have three, right? Yeah, L.A. We, and yeah. Phoenix. Because yeah, they're we, three yeah. games to two Phoenix. And then you have, I mean, by the time that, you know, people listen, listen to this on Saturday, so, some of those series might be already done. But Denver is now three games to two going back to Portland for game six. So we'll see what happens there. Who are uh, you? The, um, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, four to one right against Boston. I think Boston salvaged a game. Uh, but, yeah, it's just been besides it, what, three series now, it's just been trash. You got any you got any like little dog in the fight, Mike? Uh, let me pull up some odds here. But I mean, um, obviously, our team's not in there. Yeah. Um, and is there anything that you would like want to see or a matchup? You would I mean, see? I I like Phoenix if they can get past L.A. You like Phoenix. You like Phoenix's chances or you like Phoenix in general to like because I mean, I'll admit, I don't know if I did mention it last week. I might have. But the whole mm-hmm. like little nostalgia with Phoenix and whatnot kind of um kind of brings me back to like the whole Barkley days and uh, and all that yeah. when I was like younger you know so it's kind of cool to see the valley uh out there uh, that's, but, uh yeah that's right I saw, <laughs> I saw the jerseys the other night I was like what the hell the valley oh what the right. hell um I mean yeah let's go Phoenix you know I'm going down to Arizona next week let's give them some good mojo or I can go down there and I give them bad mojo and they go on to the second round and get swept <laughs> I don't know you you don't want to give Chris Paul that ring, do you? CP3 kicked out Curry out of practice when he was all butthurt. So what? If Chris Paul I wins guess. one championship, I'd rather it, see like a, I'd rather see my boy Dame Lillard in Portland. You know, I, oh, oh I, of course, Dame of course, Lillard, but they're I, not, but they're not winning anything. But come to think of it, next year the West is wide open, bro. I think the West is wide open, especially especially when you have the Warriors coming back with you know with Steph. Clay, Dre, you know, got, you know, and Wiggins, they, they're going to have yeah. a solid starting five. If, if they can get a couple role players and they can do what they did, you know, for a, a five year span back in 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, they're going to uh-huh. be, they can fight for definitely like a, thir- a three or four seed next year for sure. Just with that top five, just with the starting five. I like how Doc is kind of. I guess you can kind of say help turn around things in Philly. They, like you said, they four games to one on Washington. Not that Washington yeah. was any anything to brag about this year, but I, I think it's going to be kind of fun watching Philly and um, Brooklyn and Milwaukee kind of duke it out. I think for, for yeah. to come out of the East. Unfortunately, I Brooklyn think it's and, be and Milwaukee. East. I think, unfortunately, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, their series starts Saturday. Unfortunately, they're playing in the second round. Yeah, that's true. So it's not obviously you can't have three teams in the conference finals. But I think that I I think it's going to be hard to beat Brooklyn, really, the way they're playing. But Philadelphia could give them a run for their money. And we'll even see my team, man. I've liked Philly since like the since like the the, the winter time. Yeah. Like around Christmas, January, I saw I saw they're up at the standings. I was like, you know what? Yeah, the Warriors aren't doing too good. I'm, I'm, you know, they're hovering around the eight, nine, ten seed. But I was like, Philly, all right. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely not going with James Harden and Brooklyn and and KD. So uh, I think if from the East, I pull for um um That's- Philadelphia for sure. Like like a Philly Portland or a Philly Phoenix. Ooh, the two PHs, Philly Phoenix finals. Philly Phoenix That's- finals. Say that ten times fast. 
Philly Phoenix Finals. Sometimes I even forget that Harden's on that damn team now. That's right. Everyone's on that damn team. Every single star <laughs> is on five teams, Mark. That's the NBA. That's the way of the NBA. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I That's guess. That's why when you go to preseason odds to win the championship, yeah. one of like the top four or five teams will for sure win the finals. Yeah. I now mean, it's just yeah. a matter of time. Like where's <laughs> like, like, like where's the Greek freak going? Where's Giannis going? That's that's the big thing. Is he going to stay true, you know, loyal to Milwaukee, or is he going to go to the Lakers? Is he going to go to the Warriors? Is he going to go? I don't know. But and I mean, and you got Brooklyn. I mean, they're a pretty, a pretty hefty favorite actually. I mean, yeah. a little bit less. They're about plus one seventy five, if you will. I mean, I'm sure you can probably find them two to it's one nothing. in certain certain places. But damn, the Jazz, their next closest at four to one. Milwaukee, that actually handled Miami. I kind of like the whole little back and forth they had there. This ain't the bubble, bro. They had the <laughs> meme with, right. Ty, with they had the meme with um with Tyler a Hero with yeah, like yeah. the face last year from the bubble. And then like <laughs> oh, a, yeah, picture, that's right. a picture of when he was like a little kid or something. And it said like Miami heat or my bubble heat. And then it said like 21 heat. And it's like, he's a picture of a little kid. It's pretty funny. Clippers, yeah. if uh, Clippers being down three to two before their game today, these odds might change, probably go up a little bit, but they're about five and a half to one before they lost a couple minutes ago here to the Dallas Mavericks, Philly, your Philly 10 to one. Mike, not bad. Still getting double mm-hmm. double digit odds there with the Lakers also and Phoenix also, Mike, 12 to one. So, I mean, the teams that we like, uh, you know, that we can get still double digit odds on them, babies, you know, with with, with Portland uh, eight to one. And you got um, oh, no, sorry. No. Oh, damn. 80 to one Portland. Jeez. They yeah, giving these guys. You're right. They ain't pointing I mean, they're shit. Yeah, they're not winning anything. Like, like they're they're Damn. predicting them not even come out of the first round. Eighty to one means uh, Denver's going to beat them. Yeah, I see a I see a lot of damn Dame little highlights, but I guess that don't transpire into advancing into other rounds. Yeah. Atlanta, he's been better than them. Denver, you know, but yeah, Phoenix twelve to one, Mike. But uh, let us yeah, know, that, fans out there, who you like. Uh, who, who's yeah, let your us favorite? know for sure, because because unfortunately, the next time we record, which will be in two Wednesdays, the sixteenth, that that whole second round may be done. We may be talking about and previewing Eastern and Western Conference Finals. So who well, where, knows? Well, where, 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 where's the Jason Douglas special? What did he say? Clippers he say, and Clippers <laughs> and Seventy Sixers. Clippers and Sixers or Clippers and Knicks. I hope it wasn't the Knicks. It wasn't gone. the Knicks. I think it was Philly and in L.A. So it's still alive. It's still, still alive. The, the, still alive. You're going to be, you're gonna be sleeping game. in. The, you're going to you're going to be sleeping in the basement matchup. Remember? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, let's go to the ice real quick. Uh, first of all, I cannot believe it. They did it again. All right, Toronto. Elsa, we're there, baby. Toronto goes and freaking blows it again. They can't they can't do anything. They had a three one lead over Montreal and Montreal not only wins three in a row and wins the series, but they go up what one zero on Winnipeg today. They, you know, winning five to three. Yeah, but at least it's a Canadian team, right? Since we know you want a Canadian team to win so damn bad. Yeah, true. And then unfortunately, <laughs> Colorado and, and Las Vegas, they're playing in the second round. Uh, Colorado takes the game one seven one and Colorado just goes up two games to none. They had an overtime winner today. Just to let you know, they won. Three to um, two. Sorry. Yep. Three to two in overtime. That's right. Um, dude, Colorado, we knew was going to be good, right? I mean, we've seen them last couple seasons. We knew they've been up and coming. 
in Vegas, they're just, uh, I mean, it's so hard to keep on being as hot as you were when you first came into the league, obviously. So Colorado, uh, I think they have something here to fight for. Actually haven't watched any of that, ga- any of those games, but um, I'm pretty sure Colorado, uh, if they're building on from what they had, from what I witnessed last couple seasons, yeah, I think they're going to, yeah. they could get have, pretty far. Yeah, you have, you have stories to where you're like the Tampa Bay Lightning are here and they are who we thought they were champions last year. And they're already up two games to zero on a second round matchup against Carolina. And then you have Colorado who had, who tripped up last year in the playoffs, but they're like, we are here and you bet, and you better recognize, you know what I'm saying? So they're here. And you know what? Wouldn't be surprised if the odds to go to go to the finals is Tampa versus Colorado. Wouldn't be surprised if, if your season long odds are that. Like I know it's only the second round, but I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you have Thursday, um, the sorry Bruins and Islanders. Islanders take an overtime win in Game Two. They're tied one one. Uh, tomorrow you have the Lightning and Hurricanes. So a lot of these games, people are gonna you know they're gonna be done by the time uh, Saturday hits when they listen to this. But plenty of games going on right now. It, uh, good series matchups. Uh, the Lightning could close the series out by the end of the weekend. So yeah, Game Four is on Saturday. So who knows? By the time me and you and Sean are in Sonoma, we could have the lightning into the Eastern Conference Finals. So, <laughs> yeah, that is true. You think they're gonna? I mean, they have a they have a good chance they, of doing it. They look it, so but good, bro. They look so good. Ever since they woke up from that from that out that ousting that they had in 2019, Jesus. Well, this, oh, what the, the sweep? The, the sweep in the first round? I oh, know. Yeah. That I was mean, crazy. Uh, you know what? I kind of like the Islanders. I like I like Boston. Do you? Yeah, I I, I like Boston. I, I like Tampa and Boston to advance to this to this uh, Eastern semis, and then I like Colorado and who do I? Let me see. Who do I think for the other? Um, I don't. I mean, I'll tell you one thing that I don't. Let's like. Let's go Winnipeg. Let's go Winnipeg versus Colorado, and then. I don't, I don't, yeah, go ahead. I don't like how they have like that, how they staged it all this year. Remember like the way that they reformatted, um, the, uh, the, the divisions or whatnot. Right? I agree. Hopefully when COVID is, is all but gone and they can have travel. everyone in the arenas and travel and whatnot, they get back to a 2019 into 2020 season to where they like do at, that. Like at first, I thought it was okay during the regular season, I guess, because no, regular got to season play. sucked, bro. The Sharks only played seven teams all year. But a lot it of those sucked. teams, yeah, yeah. But those teams are like their foes, kind of, right? So it's kind of. Yeah, but I, I like when, but I liked seeing the Sharks play against Montreal. That's how it is. You you play all of your division more than not. Then you play the rest of the Western Conference a little more than the Eastern. But then you play. I loved you had a home and home every year against every Eastern Conference team. So every single year you had a chance to have the Sharks play the Penguins, the Canadians, the Maple Leafs, the Thrashers when they were an Eastern Conference team before they went back up to Winnipeg. You know, I, I, I love that. The Panthers, the Lightning, everyone came to town at least once on the Sharks schedule. I understand, but uh, obviously with arenas not being open, I don't think they care too much about that. It's just that when you see, of course not. It's just I just um, just I don't know. I don't I don't like seeing all the I don't like seeing just all the Canadian teams I guess matched up against each other pretty much. You know, it's just kind of weird to me. But 
I know. Well, just, that's just how they. That's just how they, yeah. they formatted it. So they had well, because of the travel ban too, right? Yeah, Don't that they have too. The still closed too. So they're they're still working on like what the hell is going to happen next series when Montreal or Winnipeg is going to have to play, have to go to either Vegas or Colorado. Like what the hell are they going to do? Oh damn, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen there. So, but um, as sign you were saying, off, sign off like the Olympics, like the Olymp- like the Olympic athletes. If you heard about that. They were like making him sign like a death waiver or something like some crazy crap. Yeah. Like if you were to contract COVID and die from coming to wherever, where is it? Is it uh, Tokyo? Tokyo. Yeah. When is that, by the way? I know it starts this month or next month. July. July. Okay, cool. Because I've been seeing a bunch of commercials like, you know, uh, Katie Ledecky or whatever, the the dominant swimmer, the women, the women's USA swimmer. Um Shout out to our boy Wes Kitts. He's a you know one of the three power lifters representing Team USA um, in Tokyo. So yeah, really? so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He represents uh, CrossFit Livermore. His his wife Kendall, and they just had a baby, and she's a, a member, uh, friends of my um, of, of my wife and I. And uh, he he comes in sometimes, but yeah, he power lifts um, elsewhere. But he's like an Olympic medalist from. Uh, wow. Yeah, I think they're from tennessee i want to say and then they moved over here or at least uh, she is kendall is but anyways uh going from the ice now finally i actually you know what one more thing one more thing sorry to hit back go to go to basketball real quick we ha- we can't record an episode and not mention coach mike shisevsky that's right retiring after the 2021 22 22 seasons he'll have coach what 41 42 seasons i thought i actually thought that this morning that it was like around like my age, 34 years. Cause I was telling a coworker, I was like, so you weren't even around. alive. Wasn't even alive when he started coaching Duke over 40 years ago. That's you weren't amazing. even alive. I know. That oh, is thanks, insane. Asshole. You <laughs> no, all that? You you're you're all you are old as hell. You're not. You weren't even alive, asshole. <laughs> yeah, you weren't. You were old as. Yeah, you weren't alive. even Holy alive. God. Imagine that. <laughs> but that's pretty crazy. So I'm I'm sure you know. Once we get into the season, we'll talk more about that. But that was pretty. That was, that was pretty epic news for. For us who have been how, how epic, how epic, though, it's more kind of like you're losing the schools eight miles apart, losing both of their historic coaches, really uh, back to back seasons with Roy Williams, obviously oh, electing oh. to retire at the beginning or not even at the end of last season. At least Shesky's going to uh, a Michael Roots. If you're listening, let us know how to pronounce Krzyzewski uh, because uh, <laughs> some great like I've always said, how is he Coach K? But you pronounce it Shesky. That's more like Coach S or something Shesky. But it's it's weird. It's just the way it because, is. But you know what? Because it's it's English. It's, it's, Amer- it's American English. That's why. That's the reason why. Why is there no R in the word Colonel? Why is right. baloney? Why is baloney spelled baloney? It ends in an A. What the what the hell is Lagna, that? Lagna, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, like Spanish, you pronounce every word how it sounds. Exactly how it sounds. But it you know it, it, you have your 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 N with the accent mark over it, the nia, the nia, the the enye, whatever, and you have the two L's is a Y, but you know that going into it, you know every word is sounds how it's spelled. How does two L's sound like a Y though? Just you just have to know that. You you, it's you just have the to way know who, that. It's in the it's in the brain of the interpreter, right? You have to just know it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it is. 
Yeah. yeah. So once you know those those couple simple rules, the English is it's, like it's, the not, old... it's not A E I O U. It's R A E O U. Then you know going into it that's exactly how it sounds. And I'm they, not surprised when I see an A and it's and it, why is it says A? No, it's A ah, every single right. time. Yeah, you're right. Hey, thank you for that little lesson because I guess I never thought about it, but you're right. And then especially with the English language, they say it's it's obviously for us it's so easy, but they say it's so hard to learn with so many damn meanings having the same meaning two 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 yeah. two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So it could be the it could be the number you could sometimes Y or as Afroman would say sometimes W. Enough enough for the um for the thank you Miss Estrada for Spanish three in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, all right, so NASCAR, let's do it. Let's go to the pavement. We're going to Sonoma. Myself, Mark, and Sean TCB will be at Sonoma. Thank you so much. Shout out to my wife. She's sending at least myself. For Father's Day, early Father's Day gift, thank you so much, sweetheart, for sending me to wine country on a Sunday to watch some goddamn NASCAR. To be and part co- of the carousel. Let's go. Hell yeah. And coming Agreed. off of the uh, the heels of Kyle Larson absolutely and utterly dominating the Coke 600, man, I, I, I tell you, there's sometimes when I turn off those races when it's dominated by Hamlin or Truex or Harvick or whatever, but when it's dominated by my boy, oh man, I would watch every single one of those <laughs> 400 no laps. Lord, no one pray for a caution laps. when your boy's dominating. You no know what? But but then again, even after the stages, he only didn't lead what? How many laps? Twenty uh, thirty. Come laps. on, I mean, I get it. You're right. Trust you're me. right. But I mean, if you're if you're a, if you're any if you're a fan, but anybody, you know how much I love Kyle Larson. I love to see the kid win, but it's just, yeah. if you're just, gee, I mean, for, for the only stage, the, he dominated a good old ass whooping, but for the longest race of the year, the only race with four stages, and he just goes out there and just dominates. I, this is the whole reason why NASCAR keeps on adding damn road courses to these, I mean, these I damn road it, courses, right? right? Which... He, he was do- dominating those two kind of right but it's just when you're when you're trying to entice new fans to come to the sport and you just turn it on unless you're a Kyle Larson fan and even I I mean I guess if you're a Rick Hendrick fan cuz he got them the record and whatnot and at the same time it's just you know Chase had a a chance but I mean other than Chase for a second and Bill Byron for a second there was only one other dude that even had a chance of competing with him, and that was Kyle Busch, and he didn't even really have a chance. I don't even think he got yeah, like up to second or nothing. But yeah, he even said he even said after the race, he was like, "I was just trying to break up the uh, the Hendrick Motorsports car. I was just trying to make them not go one, two, three, four again." You know, and he luckily got fourth place. So fourth or third? He got fourth place behind okay. Chase and Byron. Uh, Bowman was uh, See, was and, uh, then, and then and then the other thing is because it's like you say or it's you to say. Oh, the caution came out, but it's like 600 miles and everyone is perfect. It's just like that's why I mean, kind of not to go on a rant here, but that's why sometimes I do kind of enjoy watching the lower series and the truck series and watching the Xfinity series because yeah. these guys, they're not as perfect. I mean, cup drivers, they're just too good. They don't. The only thing that happened was for the tire, right? Uh, someone's tire, I think, in the first or second stage or the first stage. And then it was the Newman when Newman hit the wall, but it was already at the yeah. end of the, the it was already at the end of the um stage 
the stage two. So it's like they just. Oh, that's right. It was end of stage two. And then Larson won the stage under caution, under caution. So it's like so you don't even get a restart there. The reason I want a restart is because um, for playoff points, no, because it's like I I, but no, but not just that, because I always talk about how clean air is so important in this sport. It's like Kyle Larson. It's like you just can't do anything with these packages on these cars where it's like they get in the clean air. You get it. You get one of the, you get a good restart. You get the clean air and then you're just gone. So that's why I, I kind of would have liked to have a restart with the Kyle and Kyle show on the front on the front, uh, the front row, because with Kyle Bush being obviously like one of the best restarters that NASCAR has, I think that uh, I think Mr. Bush might have been able to give him a run for his money, you know, so it's like but without yeah. having any restarts the whole race, you're not really giving anybody a chance to get that clean air really contend. That's why it's just uh, just having the normal uh, stage uh, caution breaks and restarts. So we had five restarts in a 600 mile race. There's sometimes we have like a 300 mile or whatever, like a road course with they have 10 restarts, you know, but uh, yeah, obviously. When it's your driver, though, um, can't really complain, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, on to Sonoma. Let's do this. So we're going to the so we're going to the track. I plan on calling Sonoma Raceway tomorrow, seeing how early they open up the parking lot, because, like I said, your boy, you know, does his, you know, best drinking early. For those of you listening now. On Saturday when this podcast comes out or Monday morning when you're driving to work, driving home from work, or right now if you're watching, please tune in. Please go and subscribe and follow to our Twitch and uh, YouTube pages because we will be going live at some point kind of documenting the day. And then we'll also be going – we'll also have a nice little video to, to, to show you guys the following Monday on the 7th. So it's going to be a great time. But I'm seeing right now, Jesus Christ, every single race that Larson's ever had at Sonoma, it's been a top five start. He hasn't had great finishes, you know, 15th, 26th, 28th, but he has started every – he has six career races at Sonoma starting in third, fourth, fifth, and then 2017 first, 2018 pole, 2019 pole. Didn't race obviously last year because of COVID. The race was canceled. So four straight years that he has raced at Sonoma, he's got the pole because he's got the pole with the front row of him and Chase this this weekend. And even if and even if the race wasn't canceled last year, though, he wouldn't have raced it anyway. But um, <laughs> no, yes, but you're very you're very right. <laughs> the one the, the the one thing um, the one thing that you can say he's had that many polls, right? That many top fives, and he wasn't even in Hendrick equipment. That's why I told you earlier in the week I was That's like, true. watch out. And on top of that, you know, he's gonna go. He's he wants to go for the driver to have the most to be leading in wins right then on top of that mm-hmm. this is also pretty much kind of considered his home track being you know coming it from is. sacramento and whatnot so yep. from after getting so after getting so many damn poles after being in new equipment now you know knowing that you got the car the you know the organization the crew chief behind you i think like i said bro you might be watching mr larson uh win another race for the second time live and direct yeah. Uh, you know what? I sh- sure as hell hope so. But um, the thing he's going to have to worry about is, is Martin Truex Jr. going to win his third straight race at Sonoma? Because Jeez, I'm seeing these. He's good there. Uh, he's really good. So uh, obviously. Maybe he, just, 
Maybe he just really likes the damn the damn wine that they give him at the end. I know, out of right? The goblet, he, you know, <laughs> right? He he's either racing for the wine or he's already had some wine before the race and he's feeling good, you know. But I, I'm seeing as recently as you know, Harvick's got Harvick does good. Now this is again one of those harder courses to kind of judge on who's going to win if you're not going to go for Truex because no current driver has a career finish in the top ten. Harvick is the best with like almost a 13th place uh, career finish in 19 races. You know he only has one win there. Uh, Kurt Busch has got a win. Kyle Busch has two wins there. Uh, Truex obviously has three. Oh, my God. Current drivers, one, two, three, four current drivers have wins at Sonoma. That's it. Logano has none. Kozlowski has none. Your Blaney, Larson, Chase, Hamlin has none. Yeah. None of those guys have any. So you have Harvick, uh, the Bushy brothers, and Truex are the only four current drivers who have wins at Sonoma. That's amazing. So who, who who would always win Sonoma? What like Jeff Gordon Jeff or Jimmy Gordon. Johnson or whatever? Uh, not even. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Jimmy was even as good there. But uh, okay. I, I really don't remember. I, I man, that's a good one. I like to pull or like, up those or wins. Like Carl Edwards or Casey Kane or. I uh, think Edwards might have won once or Cayman's Edwards was pretty decent there a couple times. He might not have won. I don't think Kane was really that good there. Um, they did. You know, it's a whole different track now. When they came off, when they used to come off that turn four, they used to go straight into that turn like six. But now they have that wide sweeping carousel turn and five, which is going to actually be very, very fun for me to watch live because I haven't been there while they've been while they've had that turn there. I don't think you have either, Mike. So that's going to be a little bit interesting for us to kind of see that new format that they got going over there. And just to see the damn cars and hear them, really, man, I am ready. Like I said, Sonoma is our home track, and we've been very special to have a track close to us that was before, obviously, one of only two that they would road course race at throughout the whole year. But like I mentioned, with the clean air and the way that the races have been going and wanting new new people in the the sport and whatnot, manufacturers. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I actually want to touch on. I think that... Adding more road courses isn't just the product of the fact that, you know, they want more exciting racing. I think that has a lot to do with it. But I think that road courses, obviously, with NASCAR kind of being one of like probably the only series that just races on ovals. Right. Besides like dirts and what dirt tracks and whatnot. But I mean, Formula One, Indy, like a lot of like all these other Italian supercars, like all these other like car, you know, racing uh, IMSA. Right. All of these other cars, they all race on, on on road course type of tracks, right? So I think that with NASCAR trying to just grab attention from not just fans, but manufacturers, other drivers, you know, just to, uh, drivers, other drivers could bring sponsorships with them because, you know, we know that sponsorship is huge. So uh, that's why I think that road coursing is coming is becoming such a big deal in NASCAR lately. Not to ma- not to mention obviously the product is good. But yeah, like I said, Na- Sonoma's not one of my favorite road courses, I think, but uh it is close here and it was one of the only two on the schedule and the fans love it and also I also hear a lot that the drivers do really like coming out here, especially yeah. the driver the especially the drivers' wives. Oh, I was just going to the- say that. <laughs> going to say that they like like coming out here and and, and going a little wine tasting for Sonoma, sure. yeah napa county those spas um, and all that i'm actually looking i'm actually looking while you were talking just now don't worry i was listening to you uh but since 2008 i was looking at past winners so you have casey kane 
Carl Edwards, Tony yeah. Stewart, Ambrose, uh, uh, Clint Boyer was a, a former winner at Sonoma. Um, who else I see? Uh, Tony Stewart won in like 2015 or 16 or whatever, like one of his last, probably is one of his final uh, wins. So I yeah, remember he had a when, bunch of. I remember, I remember when your boy Vickers sent him into the the tire Vickers. barrier one time. Oh Vickers. yeah, you're Vickers. 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 Yeah. Uh, Poor but, guy. Course, I wonder where is he from? Where is he at now? I know that dude used to deal with the, deal with like blood clots and crap. So I, oh. I don't know. I haven't heard anything of that guy lately. But that's since 2008. And of course, sprinkled in there is the two wins from Bush, three from Truex, Kurt Bush and mm-hmm. Harvick. Give your pick, bro. Give it. I, I, I give you props I you already. I know I give you props because last week you did call. Um, You said you thought Tr- Truex and Larson. But when I asked for a final pick, you said Larson. I, I had Kozlowski. Kozlowski was like hovering around 10th, 13th all freaking day uh, last week. So not much to write home about. But who is your pick for the Toyota Save Mart 350 at Sonoma, where we will be at? Man, to make you happy, bro, I got to I gotta go with him again. Just getting, again. All, just getting all these polls, just the way he's been running. I mean, think about it. He just won. But don't remember. Just remember, he was he finished second, second, second. First, first, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was like second, second, second poll first. Now he's going to probably win the poll again. I can see him winning it again. I mean, dude, just kind of on a tear who I mean, I, I, not to brag or anything, but I kind of I've been predicting this, man. I've been I've been predicting this before I even before Hendrick even signed him. I remember saying, yeah. watch, I remember saying, watch, Hendrick's going to sign freaking Larson. He's going to come back with the vengeance. He's going to probably get put in the five. I even probably said the number. And I was like, dude, I had a feeling. I was like, he's back for redemption. Kyle Larson was so quiet that year he had off. He was just getting his mind out right. He didn't keep blabbering yeah. on on social Freaking media. Freaking winning like 40 out of 80 oh, uh, outlaw races. Outlaw yeah. races. Like, what the hell? He I mean, I, I give props to you and Michael Maroots, our, our guest a couple weeks ago. Both you guys said around the same time that they think Larson was going to jump into that fourth spot. Not really specifying the, the, the number or anything. But yeah, dude. I mean, and, and then of course the first time I, I ever hear that that someone predicts them him to go to the final four was when they had that NASCAR season preview with Dale Jr. I think uh, Dale Jarrett and one other guy, and like two out of the three had him in the final four. I was like, wait a minute, really? I was like, well, I mean, he won like five or six races in Chip Ganassi, and then now he's got Hendrick under his hood, so. Who knows? He's got something to prove, some some redemption, you know. And, and to speak about Hendrick, also they mentioned it on the telecast. But how good is like Reddick doing? You know, for his second yeah. year, that they're kind of running. They got the that little alliance type thing going with Hendrick, where they share information and whatnot. And I'm really, oh, okay. I mean, I really like what the with the. He's also from California. I also, I really like what Reddick's been doing in that number eight Chevy as well. Yeah, he was he was running around top six, seven, eighth at the Coke 600 uh, last week too. So he was doing pretty well, but I'm going to go ahead and steal your other guy from last week. I am going to take Martin Truex jr. To go three Pete three in three out of four years. Cause we didn't have one last year, but I'm going to go Martin Truex jr. To three Pete on Sunday. Cause Jeez. I remember last, cause I remember the first of three, 2018, me, you Mark, and then your other cousin, our other, co- other boy, Alex, we went to that race. And then with like 10 laps to go, he was so far ahead. We just kind of like dipped out and tried to, you know, get out of the parking lot early. So I hope it doesn't happen the same thing, but I kind of foresee it to happen if I can't pick Larson, you know. 
Well, he's going to have to deal with those. He's going to have to deal with those Hendrick boys because he is pretty much sandwiched in between them right now with Chase Elliott actually being a hefty, hefty favorite. Damn near. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty damn low for a NASCAR race. You know, I like your one. analysis. I like your analysis, though. Like when we were texting earlier, I like how you said, oh, he's he's much better on like faster road courses like Coda or like Watkins Glen. So it's going to be interesting to see him being the favorite if he's going to do well at this kind of slower uh, uh, road course. I like that. And then you got Kyle Larson at six to one with your pick, Martin Truex Jr. sandwiched in between both of the Hendrick boys with the Hendrick sandwich at five to one. Hmm. So Truex, Truex and Larson are a lot closer in odds than uh, Chase Elliott is from them two, with Chase Elliott being, like I said, almost a two to one favorite, plus 225. Man, that's uh, all right. Well, there you have it, folks. There's our picks. Please enjoy the Toyota Save Mart 350 this Sunday, June 6th. But the comic bookies will be there in attendance. So be sure to you know look out for us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel because we will be going live in the parking lot as we're getting our pregame on, answering some questions, just kind of shooting the shit with everybody. But that's the comics, that's the sports, and that's the episode. 115 is in the books and done, bro. Send us away, Mark. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, fans, for spending episode 115 with yours truly, yours truly's tonight. Uh, we really appreciate it. And yeah, thank you. Uh, we got to thank our sponsor once again, Treasure Island Comics, as we always do. Check them out always. Um, get your books. Check out all these damn sports. Uh, check us out, like Mike said, live. Um, yeah, just uh, thank you. Thank you again for all the heroes that have sacrificed and gave in the ultimate sacrifice to keep us safe, to keep us, you know, in this country, being able to talk about these books and these sports and be able to have all these wise and entrepreneurs to develop all this damn microphones and damn, you know, software that we're communicating with. I mean, you think about even just 10 years ago, how the hell would we have been able to, like, make all these podcasts this easy and whatnot? I mean, just uh, the game is changing for content creators, and we are uh, especially lucky to be able to be creating content to fans in every damn continent except Antarctica. So thank you. We couldn't do it without you guys. We wouldn't be doing it without you guys. And uh, just uh, thank you once again. Episode 115, it's been great. And uh, make sure you chime in to us live and Sonoma and uh, 116 next week, guys, always. That's right, folks. So episode 115 in the books. We are on all social media platforms, IG, Twitter, and Facebook at The Comic Bookies. Listen to us wherever you find your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Prime Music, Radio.com, or, of course, the Libsyn website. And speaking of Libsyn, Mark, I am happy to announce that The Comic Bookies are worldwide – Obviously, like you just said, except Antarctica, but we have reached three new countries all in the continent of Asia. My not brother, one, we are not two, not, two, not three. three. <laughs> we are in the country of Pakistan, India, and Indonesia. So those, Let's so go, whoever, baby. that's right. So whoever downloaded us in those three countries, welcome to the Comic Bookies Nation. Welcome to the worldwide listening audience that is the Comic Bookies podcast. But for Mark and for Sean, he'll be back in two weeks. Unfortunately, sorry, I'll be in Arizona next week, so I don't think we'll actually record an episode, but we'll be back on Wednesday the 16th. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other.
Peace the hell out. See y'all at Sonoma Raceway, baby. And always enjoy each other. And enjoy episode 116 on the 16th. And don't forget, as quickly as you wanted 2020 to end and 2020 to get here, enjoy the kickoff of summer because 2021 is damn near halfway done already, baby. Let's go. We love you. Peace.